Welcome to Read It Read It. This will be a huge episode, so please enjoy. We will be reading from r slash entitled parents. Our first post is by Silver Shotgunner. This story happened quite some time ago, but it still kind of baffles me to this day. I work at a McDonald's, and we get plenty of entitled people coming through. However, this one takes the cake. When it's someone's birthday, we give them a free ice cream cone when they've finished eating their food. No more, no less. I don't know how it works in other places, but this is how it works over here. One day, an M walks into our McDonald's with on her daughter's birthday, the daughter was actually really nice. The M walks up to the counter, and I take her order as usual. Op, would you like anything else? M, do you still have the product that is not available anymore? Op, no, sorry, that one was available until yesterday. I can give you alternatives, if you want. M, already a little bit annoyed, no thanks. That's all. Op, alright. That will be 25 euros please. M, it's my daughter's birthday, don't we get some sort of discount? Op, we don't give a discount on someone's birthday. We can, however, give her a free ice cream cone when she is done eating. M, we deserve a discount. I want to speak to your manager. Whoa. That went from 0 to 100 real quick. The manager walks over to the counter. M, can I help you? M, this guy won't give me a discount, even though it's my daughter's birthday. M, sorry ma'am, we can give her a free ice cream cone after she is done eating, but that's all. M, ugh, fine. This is really unfair. I don't know how it's unfair, but trust me, it's about to get even more unfair. Just one block away from our McDonald's is a big shop, which we'll call Rico's. We often get visited by Rico's employees, re, when they're on break. Because of this, we give them a 15% discount on their orders. Re walks in, and I take his order. Op, would you like anything else? Re, no thanks. Op, one moment please. We have to get a manager's pass to give the discount, so we don't have the ability to give any unauthorized discounts. This re was new at Rico's, so he didn't know he'd get a discount. I swiped the manager's pass through the scanner and the price of his order went down. The re thanked me and patiently waited for his food. M and her daughter were sitting just in view of the cash register and she saw that I gave him a discount and was furious. She angrily walked up to the register, M, why did he get a discount? Op, that's because he works at Rico's. Rees get a 15% discount. M, and I don't get a discount on my daughter's birthday? I see her daughter visibly trying to hide the fact that she's her daughter. Op, ma'am, as I said, we can give her a free ice cream cone when she's done eating. Nothing else. M, this is BS. M walks back to her table and I slightly overhear the conversation she and her daughter are having. Something about calming down and how she always does this. But we haven't hit our peak of rage just yet. When one of our employees are on break, we get a 60% discount if our order is over the price of 6 euros. One of my colleagues, who we'll call Al, is on break and decides to order some food. Al doesn't know how to use the register, so I help him take his order. 
I swipe the manager's pass through the scanner and M sees the price drop down from 10 euros to 4 euros. She was furious. She walks up to the register, slamming her foot onto the ground with every step. M, this is ridiculous. I don't get a discount on my daughter's birthday, but that guy gets more than 50% off. Op, that's how it works. When we're on break, we get a 60% discount if our order is over 6 euros. M, I'm done with this. Come on, honey, we are leaving. Her daughter is sitting at her table, crying. M walks out of the restaurant, leaving her daughter behind, saying that she'll wait in the car. They were otherwise done eating anyways, so she would've left soon anyway. The manager wanted to go to the girl to try to calm her, but I said I'd go to her. Op, hey, are you okay? Daughter, I swear to god my mom does this every single time we go somewhere. I hate it. Op, it'll be fine. Are you done eating? Daughter, yes, can I still have the ice cream cone? Op, of course. It's your birthday after all. I walk back behind the counter to make the ice cream cone and even poured a little extra into it just to make her feel a little bit better. The manager walks up to me and said give this to her. He gave me a happy meal toy to give to the girl. She already had one since she had ordered a happy meal to begin with, but to make sure this wasn't the worst day in her life, he wanted to give another toy to her. I walk up to the girl and give her the toy and ice cream cone. Daughter, thanks. Is there anything I can do to make it up to you? Op, no, you just go out and enjoy the rest of your day. We'll clean this up. Daughter, thank you, sir. It looked like she wanted to hug me, but since she was a stranger, I wasn't comfortable doing so. I don't even want to think what would've happened if M saw her daughter hugging me. The girl left and seemed happy. Our next post is by Daishore. Okay, so I wasn't a part of this, just heard it at a drive-thru. Cast, D, drive-thru employee, M, entitled mom, MN, manager so here, D, hi welcome to chic filler, can I take your order please, I don't remember exactly what she said, M, yes, I would like two chicken sandwiches, and one cheeseburger D, I'm sorry, we don't sell any beef products here. We only do chicken M, but my son said he wants a burgundy, I understand, but we do not have any beef products here LM, well then get some, my son wants a cheeseburger. D, ma'am I truly understand you child wants a burger, but we do not sell them here, if you want a burger, there is a Wendy's right down the street M, but he wants a burger from here. D, we don't sell burgers, so is there anything else I can help you with M? Do you want to be the cause of my child crying D? No, but I can't do anything about it M. Yes you can. Get the beef and make a burger D. You're holding up the line, so please either order something we have to leave M. I want to talk to your manager D. Okay. I'll bring him right now MN. Hello this is the manager M. So my son wants a burger, but your dumb employee says she won't do it. Can you please make her cook a burger for my son MN? I'm sorry ma'am, but she is right. We do not sell burger. MN, you are also really holding up the line, so order or get out M. I'm not leaving until I get my burger MN. Sorry, but I'm gonna have to ask you to leave M. Are you really kicking one of your customers out? 
MN. Leave now M. Fine. But I am reporting you guys for starving my child. Then I went and ordered and left TL. Doctor. M. I want a burger employee. No manager. No M. Okay. My child shall starve and perish because of your lack of burgers. Our next post is by Bixbanks. Post it on my mobile. Sorry for the formatting. Some backstory. I have this cousin two years older than me. When she completed HS, her parents sent her to a university where other cousins of mine were already studying. It's an okay school, but not a great one. Even though she had other options they were fixated on that particular one, mainly because they wanted her around people they knew. So anyway, two years later, when it was my turn, I got selected in a top university. Oh man, the rage that ensued was crazy. Relatives on my dad's side were pissed that I got in this school. No one congratulated me or my parents, not that it mattered, although it did break my poor mom's heart, slash, then one day out of the blue, for the first time ever might I add, I got a call from my aunt, this entitled Karen. Hey Aunt K, how is it been? Oh just fine. You know my poor daughter is suffering in her uni, and it is so horrible. Look at you, how could you get selected here? She has no facilities and her life is such a struggle, mind you, she has better facilities than me in every other way, other than the fact that my uni is more prominent. I was dumbstruck. I mean I was expecting some backlash, mainly because they have something against my family, but not to the extent she went to it was a 15 minute call with 14 minutes being how I could have ever gotten to a school this great, while her poor daughter is stuck in that backward horrible dungeon of a school. I thought maybe she couldn't get in, because of the competition, turns out they had never even filled out an application for the school, because they didn't want to send their daughter to an unknown place, p.s her own brother had graduated from this school, I know it's not as dramatic as some of the stories here. But I thought I'd share. Our next post is by Fredzard. I have the pleasure of having a Karen as a mother. I'm older now, and I'm no longer in contact with her. This happened when I was a teenager, about 15 yo, 2005. We went for lunch at a cafe we went to all the time. We ordered our drinks and food, and went outside to wait. At this cafe there were two outside areas. A smoking area and a non-smoking area. Karen decided to sit in the smoking area. She is very against smoking, and I warned her that this was the smoking hour, but she was having none of it. A few minutes later a small group came into the area and began smoking. Of course Karen had a problem with that. Karen, talking loudly to me, so the group would hear her, oh my gosh. What's with the smoking? This is a family establishment. I can't believe these people. Me, let's go to the non-smoking area then. Karen, no, I'm not moving. I was here first. They should move. The group either didn't hear her, or were ignoring her, because they gave no reaction. Karen, directed at the group, um, excuse me? Would you mind not puffing your smoke directly at me? This is very disrespectful. She was acting, like they were facing her, and purposely blowing smoke in her face. They weren't. Group member, ma'am, this is the smoking area. We are allowed to smoke here. Karen, no you are not. I'll have you thrown out of here for disrespecting me. 
She got up and went inside. I apologized to the group while she was gone. A few minutes later she came back with the manager in tow. Karen, these inconsiderate people have been blowing smoke in my face and swearing at me. I want them removed right now. Manager, ma'am, this is the smoking area. They're allowed to smoke here. As for the offensive language. Me, I cut in, they weren't swearing or doing anything wrong. Mum, stop it. Manager, if that's the case ma'am, I can seat you somewhere else. Karen, no. We aren't moving. Make them move. I'd had enough of this, so I went inside to get away from this. My mum did this all the time, and I was sick of it. Mum stormed inside a few minutes later and said, Op, we are leaving. This is disgusting customer service and we are never coming back. These threats were very common from my mum, and she never stuck to the threat, at the misfortune or the staff at these places. We lived in a small town with two cafes, the other one being way too expensive for my choosing beggar mother to ever go to I'm no longer in contact with my mum. She lives in another country and doesn't know my address. I'm just grateful that I no longer have to put up with her entitlement. Thanks for reading. Our next post is by JustCalmaful35. So, several months ago, my granny-in-law was in an accident that was not her fault. This resulted in both her fake leg and real leg getting broken, among other injuries. Granny is just full of rage. She's 80 years of rage, people. She had fought hard for decades over wanting to be independent and never be put in a home or become someone's burden. She wanted to live in her own home, take care of herself, and die in her own bed. Sadly, the accident made that impossible now. She'll never be able to walk under her own power again, and she's hurting herself using a walker, or whatever you call those wheeled things. She wants to live at home, however, she knew she would need someone there constantly, and hired a day nurse and a night nurse to come take care of her. She refuses to move into any home, relatives or otherwise and amp, hash x200b, well, in an effort to get her out of the house, me wiffy and I would take her out. Yes, we were being very careful about where we were taking her, and going all out on masks, and antibacterial everything. We try to take her places that weren't too crowded, but also wheelchair accessible. Well, a mall that was about an hour out of town had reopened. It's a sad, sad place, because many of the stores were closed, and possibly would never get any new business. It was a dying building, but the food court still had excellent food. We went there today, the kids were off playing with some friends, so it was just me Wiffy, me granny, and myself, taking laps around the mall, taking turns on who pushes granny. Now, granny was wearing a long skirt, but didn't have her fake leg on. You couldn't really see that she had one leg, unless you were looking very closely. So, I can kind of understand why the said thought that my granny had two legs. See, we got hungry and went to the food court to get healthy, hehe, <laughs> food to eat. We pulled up to a table and started to chow down. Then, Ed appeared. I don't even need to transcribe this part. It's a dime a dozen story about an entitled parent that wants the wheelchair that someone is currently using. We say no, she says no and cannot walk, and the Ed demands it for his son. 
he was sitting at another table, looking like he was out cold, he was that tired looking and amp, hash x200b, granny finally had enough, and looked at him right in the eye and said, young man, this is my chair, which I need to move about, I don't care how tired your kid is, he cannot have this, I would not be able to walk at all, Ed, obviously, replies, you may be old, but you don't need it at all. You can walk you old crone. Granny got red in the face, old crone. Looky here, little boy, I may be old, but I can still, can kick your ass, even if my only leg is in a bad shape. Ed scoffs at her, I bet you're only faking about having one leg. Granny looked like she was going to yell again. Except, she just grinned. She turned her chair to him, and lifted up her skirt. She showed him that she was, indeed, missing a leg. Think I'm faking here, kid. She goes in a snide tone. Think this is a fake stump? Ed looked embarrassed, and tried to talk. Granny wouldn't let him, she actually lifted up her stump a bit. Why don't you touch my stump? Come on. It might be a real stump, might be fake. Touch it and see touch my stump, if it's a fake stump, the chair is yours. The guy backed off, and started for his table. Except, granny started to wheel after him, yelling at him come on. Touch my stump, you know you want to. Touch it. Me whiffy was cracking up at this, so I had to be the one to grab her chair, and bring her back. The Ed picked his son up, and carried him out of there quickly. Granny was grumbling about how rude that man was, but she looked so damn proud of herself. What few people there that was in hearing range was also laughing, although two people looked disgusted at my granny-in-law. Screw them and amp, hash x200b, at least that got some of her anger out of her system. The situation calmed her down a great deal, and cheered her up. Edit, thank you for the rewards. That I'm deceased one cracked me up. Our next post is by Mzadi Winthelp. Some quick background, I had a tumor on my spine a few years ago. Luckily it was removed, and I'm pretty healthy overall now, but not so luckily I can't walk anymore. Into meeting the entitled mom, last week, I had a doctor's appointment as a follow up to some issues I'd been having. Normally my parents would take me to the doctor, but they were pretty busy, so I figured I'd take the bus. Luckily my city overall has a very accessible bus system. They also have specific buses meant to assist people with disabilities, but my route from the house to the doctor's office aligned pretty much perfectly with one of the normal bus routes, so I figured I'd just use it. All the normal buses are equipped with wheelchair ramps and a place to secure it. When there isn't a wheelchair user on the bus, there are seats over the area that's used to secure a wheelchair. I can't be anywhere else as it's a safety hazard to have a large metal chair wheeling around haphazardly, so the driver lowers the ramp, and I board the bus. Due to COVID, the bus was pretty empty, during this whole thing I was wearing a mask and I also got tested last week so don't worry about my contact with the driver, there were a few people in the back, and a woman with her child, who's probably about 6, seated at the front over the wheelchair securement area. Which is fine, the area has a notice saying people with disabilities have priority seating, but the general public can use it, if nobody else needs to. Normally it would be a simple hey, could you please move? I need to secure my wheelchair, but not this time. 
the conversation isn't exact because my memory isn't perfect, but here's my best recreation of the encounter. I stayed quiet for most of it, luckily the bus driver was absolutely amazing and stood up for me. Bus driver hey, could you move to M and Amp, daughter, M no, my daughter and I are sitting here. Bus driver you need to move to another seat so I can secure the passengers, me, wheelchair M they can sit somewhere else. Bus driver no, that's the only area with proper securement. M they can just take the next bus. Bus driver no, they have a right to use the bus. You need to move M no, my daughter and I are staying. You can't make me. Bus driver yes, I can. You can either move seats now, or you can leave. Me if it's really a bother I can take the next bus I'm very non-confrontational. I would've been late to the doctor's appointment, but I don't like bothering people. Bus driver, to me, no, you can take this one MC. The cripple even says she doesn't need it bus driver, 2M, you can either move seats, or wait here until police arrive. M, you can't make my daughter and I move. This is harassment. At this point, the bus driver began to call someone. I'm unsure if it was actual police, or what, but the M ended up moving to seats over, thankfully. And I got secured in the seat. She spent the rest of the time glaring at me, but honestly I don't mind. There are some complete assholes like the M, but there are also great people like the bus driver. When I was getting off he apologized for M's actions, even though obviously they weren't his fault. In the end, I got to the doctor's appointment on time, so all was well. I just hope the woman's daughter learns not to be an asshole somehow. Our next post is by Let's Not Meet. Hey, so I have tons of stories from this family and still live in the neighborhood and honestly try to avoid her every second I can. I'm 21 now, female, and her daughters are 23 and 21, 5 months younger than myself, respectively. We will call entitled mother Karen, daughter 23 Taylor and 21 Caitlin, changed names. So they moved into the neighborhood when I was 3, Taylor 4 or 5 and Caitlin 3, and at first I was friends with entitled daughters. They irritated me though, but yeah know that's life, and when there's kids to play with around your age in your neighborhood, you take it. Flash forward and we are all in elementary school and have the same bus stop. There are about 8 to 10 kids at this stop, and it was always a race to be first in line. Now, entitled family is kind of a mess and the daughters would always be sprinting up the street while the rest of us tried to get the bus driver to wait for them, late, as always. Didn't bother me though. So one day entitled family gets to the bus stop a few minutes before the bus and the rest of us kids are already there in line. I happen to be first that day and I'm talking to another one of my friends at the stop who is second. Caitlin walks up to us and says hi can I cut you? I want to be first today no, I'm first today. Maybe get here first tomorrow and you can be first tomorrow I tell her Caitlin starts crying and runs to her mother. I continue my conversation because this girl always cries and I just couldn't be bothered to care. Then Karen walks up excuse me, but Caitlin deserves to be first today. Let her go in front of you no, I'm first well Caitlin deserves it. She never gets to be first, and so you should let her. It's only fair. No, she needs to get here first to be first. 
I told her maybe tomorrow she can be Karen walks away with Caitlin, and I hear her telling her some bible verse about the last shall be first, and how I'm going to hell for not sharing. That's just one incident, here's another, this one featuring entitled dad, who we will call Dan. I'm playing with the same neighborhood friend from the line, let's call her Sam. I'd say I'm 7, and she's 9 here. So Sam and I are playing a game in her driveway when Taylor comes down the street to see what we are doing. We tell her, I remember we had made up some play where we were wizards or something, not too sure. Anyway she tells us that's dumb and that she doesn't wanna play that so we say, okay then don't play with us and continue playing. She goes home. Five minutes later Dan comes down the street and walks up Sam's driveway. He calls us over, and being kids responding to adults we head over to see what's up. I hear you're excluding my daughter ladies. You know that is unacceptable actually, we told her she could play, but she said she didn't want to play our game Sam tries to explain. Well then change your game, so she can play. He yells at us. I will not have selfish kids making my daughter cry. And I will tell your mother you are excluding her if you don't play something Taylor wants. Long story short, because we were terrified of the sex army monstrosity of a dad, we changed our game, reluctantly. Things like this happen so often it's hard to count. He terrified us. I guess I'll do one more, although I have dozens in my mind. This time I'm about 13, I have always been a good student and made straight A's. I also suffer from extreme anxiety, and during this time I was super skinny, because I physically couldn't get myself to eat due to this anxiety. Taylor and Caitlin have always been bigger girls, no big deal. They also were CNB students, again who cares. Well, entitled parents did. I was over their house one day just watching a movie and they invited me to eat dinner with them. We all sat down at the table, and began to eat. Entitled parents Karen and Dan look at each other, and Dan asks me how are your grades doing? You're doing well in math I hear not wanting to be rude I tell him yes I'm doing well, but say no more. He then asks well what are your grades? I tell him all A's, and he looks at Karen. I think you should let our girls have your homework, or do their homework for them. After all, you are supposed to be in Caitlin's grade, so you should probably do her work I had skipped a grade, so I was in the level directly between the two daughters. Entitled parents continued to pester me about cheating their girls to better grades, and I told them I didn't feel comfortable with that. Entitled kids started saying that I had to help them because we were neighbors and I owed them. This whole family seems to think where you live dictates who you help, which I don't agree with. Either way, I refused and they finally let it go. I then reached for another taco, as they were good, and I was hungry. Karen looks at me and says how do you stay so skinny and eat like that? I immediately drew my hand back in shame. She continues my daughters deserve to look like you, I make them eat less, and they still are fat. You're making them feel uncomfortable by eating so much I didn't eat again the rest of the night. I went home and told my mom what happened. When she went to talk to entitled parents about it the next day, they told her I was lying. She knew they were lying as the whole family was full of shit, but decided to avoid the drama and just walked away. 
In short this family decided that, because I was their neighbor, and objectively better than their daughters I had to do everything I could to make them be like me. Taylor ended up in later years going psycho, and bullying me to the point I still have PTSD, and Caitlin is a pathological liar. Turned out to be real peaches. Our next post is by Selena Felix Safik. This is another post I previously posted in a smaller sub, so I'm reposting here. This one is another long one, so have fun. Like before, English is my first language, and I type fairly well, but roast me for typos and grammar errors, and I'm still on mobile. And sorry some of my stories don't have a lot of dialogue. TL slash DR at the bottom. Rcast, me, I'm the opus, my insane ex-stepmom sees, my little sister dad, me and sees dad desk lady, has a brief appearance sees grandma, also has a brief appearance and some relevance our story, this took place a few years after the fated trip to England and France with the Huckleberries, if you read that story, thankfully, I never did see them again. But oh was I in for a bright future of Karens and crazes, if there's even a difference. For some backstory, my sisters had a different mom than me, she was this but a Hawaiian lady who hated me from the very moment she met me, simply because I wasn't her kid. She married my dad, when I was about 4 or 5, and they had my two little sisters over the course of the early 2000s. I wasn't raised by my biological parents for undisclosed issues, and my biological mom isn't in my life at all. I thought I finally had a good mom figure in my life, but oh was I wrong. Throughout our childhood she constantly tried to get me in trouble with my dad for ridiculous things, like me playfully teasing my sisters like siblings always do. But S would twist it and tell my dad I was bullying them. She would even go off at him with crazy things like, how dare you give up all your attention. Pay some attention to our kids. I only got to see my dad two or three times a year at that point. So of course he was going to shower me with attention the few times he got to see me, and he simply responded with I get to see our kids every day, I only get to see op maybe twice a year. Skip to present day, S and my dad have been divorced for many years at this point, for obvious reasons, this lady is nuts. I was in my second year of college, uni for the British slash EU readers, and every other weekend I would go spend with my dad. My littlest sister's award ceremony was taking place this weekend. I was happy for her, she was on the all-ass and B's on a roll, better than I did in school. C's told me that her mom had taken the day off work to attend her award ceremony along with her maternal grandparents. I had never been to her school before and I didn't know where to go or what to look for and traveled two hours from home to attend the ceremony. To this day I don't remember why the grandparents ended up not coming. I didn't like S one bit for obvious reasons, but I wanted to prove to her I was above her petty crap and act civil, unlike she did to my dad. She'd taken a restraining order out on him for no reason. I finally found the gym where the ceremony was to take place, after wandering around the school for half an hour and looked around the packed bleachers for S. She's nowhere to be seen, nor are the grandparents. I sit down and watch the ceremony, cheering loudly for C's and taking photos as she stands proud in front of the bleachers with her classmates, holding her on a roll certificate. The big smile on her face made my day and I wanted to take her out for a celebratory lunch at the popular southern chicken sandwich chain. 
If you live in the south you know which place, the one that's closed on Sunday, and has the waffle fries. After the conclusion of the ceremony, I waded through the crowd of middle schoolers and parents leaving the gym, trying to find seas which wasn't too hard. I hugged and congratulated her, and we both looked around for her family. Seas, I didn't see mom at all, did you happen to see her, when you sat down? Me, nope, I'd know her face, if I saw it. Both of us looked around, but didn't see her, meanwhile all the other students were beginning to leave, and head home with their parents, the school year was officially over. I think to myself, if C's mom isn't here to pick her up, she'll just be left here all alone. So I decided to take her myself. Big mistake in the end. We headed to the front desk, and I asked the lady if it was okay to take C's, showing her my ID. Desk lady, you'll have to call her mother or anyone else on her visitors list and ask their permission. We can't just let you take her. Her mother and grandparents are on our list, so if you'd like to call one of them and sort it out that will be fine. Fair enough, so C's calls her mom. No answer. She called her mom nearly 10 times and her calls weren't answered. So instead C's decides to call her grandparents, and after a few tries the grandmother picks up and says that it's okay for me to take C's out for lunch and then bring her home. It was then the desk lady let me take my sister. The grandmother had said that she would inform S that I was bringing C's home and not to worry. All was well, I took her to the chicken sandwich place and we were having a great time until my dad calls. Dad, where are you? S just called me in a panic, she claims you took C's and she's calling the police. You need to take her home right now. You know how S is, you don't want to start trouble with her. C's was in tears at this point, almost shaking with anger. C's, she's my sister. And where even was my mom? I didn't see her at all, and she wasn't even here to pick me up. I'm panicked myself, I didn't want to be arrested, because I hadn't done anything wrong. I was also angry, because at this point both me and C's knew that her mom hadn't attended the ceremony, nor had her grandparents. We quickly throw away the rest of our food and I start to drive C's back to her mom's house, it's about a 30 minute drive and I hope the driveway wouldn't be filled with police cars when I arrived. When I pulled up in the driveway, S immediately came stomping out, in her pajamas. It was clear now this woman hadn't even planned on going to her own daughter's awards ceremony. She angrily tapped on my window, and upholding my standards to not be petty, rolled it down to take on her off. S, how dare you take my daughter without permission. I was worried sick about her, you've always been a bad kid, and who knows what you would have done with her. I called the police and they're on their way. Sees, you took the day off to come to my award ceremony and you didn't even come. You told me you did and that was the entire reason you're off work today. Nobody came to support me except for Op. She was the only one there for me and I would have been left there all by myself if she hadn't taken me home. What were you even doing that was so much more important than coming to your own kids award ceremony? Sees is still sobbing, she didn't want me to get arrested. S scoffed, her aging eyes still locked on me. But her excuses were as petty as ever. Her standard. S, I was sleeping. I work a week to put food on the table for you kids, and I deserved a rest. 
I was angry, but I knew arguing with this woman would get me nowhere. She's petty, she's cold, and she's mean. She works all day as a manager at some place that rhymes with crap a barrel, and is never home to spend time with her two daughters, even treating her employees more like her kids than her actual kids. The least she could have done was show up to an hour-long award ceremony, she still would have had all day to sleep afterwards. S. C.'s. Get out of the car and go inside. Don't you ever talk back to me, or you'll be grounded. S. turns back to me as C.'s opens the door and begins to slump up the driveway and into the house, still crying. I'm still silent, as I tend to freeze up when put on the spot, like a deer in headlights. My plans of being above her pettiness were crumbling as I was clearly shrinking in the face of adversity. S. Now you, get off my property, and I'll let you go this one time, but I don't ever want my children in your car again, you're a bad seed. My heart was pounding in my chest, and I knew this crazy woman was serious. I managed to get one shaky sentence out. Me, SC's tried to call you multiple times and you wouldn't pick up, so she called your mother, and she said it was okay, and to go ahead, and take C's out to lunch, and then bring her home. S, I didn't pick up, because I was asleep. And you take after your awful father, of course I didn't want my kids in the car with you. My mother did call and tell me, and that gave me the reason to call the cops, you could have been kidnapping my baby. Yeah, like I would kidnap my own sister. Where would I even go? S, no go. Before I change my mind, and get the cops after you. She crosses her arms in a huff and kicks at the wheel of my car. I peel out of there as fast as I can, and don't look back. I got an earful from my dad about not messing with this crazy woman, and that was that. And that's the story of how my crazy ex-stepmom nearly had me arrested for kidnapping my own sister. Sorry no happy ending, the only joy I got was never seeing her again, though a couple of years later now sees has said her mom has begun to get better. TL slash DR, my ex-stepman took the day off work to attend my sister's award ceremony and then didn't show up because she decided it was more important to sleep in than be there for her own kid. I take my sister out for lunch and then take her home and ex-stepmom screams at me about how she called the cops because I was a bad influence and was kidnapping my own sister. Our next post is by SlenderN679. First of all English isn't my first language so expect some grammar errors, but feel free to point them out. So two years ago, I was 13, my school asked all the students if they wanted to do volunteering for a food bank, and I said yes. On the day that I did volunteering I was alone with the teachers at the little stand that we had, while everyone else were at the entrances of the supermarket giving bags for the people to fill with food. The idea was for them to deliver the bags at the stand, but most people gave them to my friends in the entrances, so I had to go there from time to time and take them to the stand. We all had shirts saying that we were volunteers, but I had a jacket over it because it was cold. One of the times I went to one of the entrances the shopping cart that I used to transport the bags was totally full, and when I was going back to the stand M gets close to me with two full bags of food and the conversation begins, M, here take them, giving me the bags, me, sorry but my cart is full. M, I don't care, take them. Me, sorry but I already told you that my cart is full.
Leave the the bags there with my FRM. Cuts me off and starts screaming catching everyone's attention. I know the manager of your company for a long time so take my bags now or else I will get you fired. My friends who were close started laughing at her. Me, after reading many r slash ent it led parents I knew where this was going. Okay then, call him. She makes a fake call and says, M, he says you are fired. Me, the problem is. I take off my jacket and show her my shirt saying volunteer with big letters on my back and then I just walk away while everyone around laughs at her. Thank you for reading and have a nice day. Our next post is by Cubadroid05. Context, this happened before lockdown started in the UK. So the details of the story are not pinpoint accurate. Cast, me m u m equals m e m equals dipshit m's d a u g h t e r equals d n u r s e equals and I had a skiing accident while learning to ski with a friend. This was because we were going on holiday it had been going quite well, but in the last 30 minutes I fell over and broke it. I was stretched off the slope and taken to the hospital. When there I was given a wheelchair because I couldn't walk and didn't have crutches because it had just broken. We went into the waiting area and it was quite busy because this was back when everyone was taking their kids to the hospital because their child got a cold. Combine that with two serious accidents that came in and we had a long wait ahead of us. Thankfully the wheelchair was cushioned which was nice for me. About 3 hours into the wait a mother and daughter walk into the waiting room. This is M and DD has a face mask on and is looking worried and amp. Hash X 200 B. M. Go find a CD while I sign in, but make sure it's away from people. D. But all the seats are close to each other and it's full. M. Well find anyone and sit down. You're wearing a face mask D looks around the room and spots one empty chair and sits down M walks over, where's my CD? D, this is the only empty one M. M stands up for about an hour. She then scours the room and spots me in my nice comfy wheelchair she starts walking over to me. M, excuse me young man. Me, yes. M, I can't help but notice that you're on a movable chair, could I borrow that from you to sit next to my daughter? M, no sorry my son is waiting on an x-ray and can't stand up. M, well if you haven't had an x-ray then you don't know if it's broken. M, I think it's broken because you can hear the clicking when you move it. M, well it's public property so you can't use it as your private property. Me, I seriously can't move so can you leave me alone M raises her voice for the waiting room to hear. What do you mean I can't have the chair my daughter is very nervous and needs me to sit next to her D. Looks down at the floor embarrassed. N, can I please have me for his x-ray me and M go into the x-ray and get the diagnosis that my leg is broken and get it casted. This takes about 3 hours and takes us till 2 in the morning. I'm then taken home, but while I'm going back through the waiting room I spot M and the color drops from her face as she realizes that my leg was actually broken there was no arrest no removing from the hospital just a very conveniently timed nurse and a look of horror on M's face said it, just to be clear the daughter is not entitled edit too, this happened in A&E and was full of little children. They were all running around clearly fine and should have been taken to a walk-in center instead. Our next post is by call me crazed. 
This happened about an hour ago, and I'm still irritated about it. I'm a single mother to three kids. D is 5, S1 is 4 and S2 is almost 2. My eldest two were heartbroken when they learned that we couldn't visit our local park because of the current pandemic, nasty germs, as they call it, so to entertain them, I bought quite a few new things for them to play with. My family have also contributed to this, including buying and setting up a Wendy house and moving a large plastic climbing frame with two attached slides from my uncle's house to here. I'm very grateful for everything they've done. My kids love playing outside, and I'm lucky to have a lot of garden space. I understand that not everyone has a lot of space in their gardens, but we also live in a rural area, so there's a lot of land to explore, including walking trails, a lake and mountains. You can see everything kid-related from the street, my garden isn't level over one side, so I put everything on that side instead. On to the story. SK, sweet kid, about 7M, entitled mother, late 30s slash early 40s S2 had just gone down for his nap when D and S1 asked if they could go out to play in the garden. I said okay, unlock the door for them, lock the front gate, just a simple metal clasp to join it together so the kids can't open it and then headed back in to start tidying up. I went upstairs to put some clothes away and heard the gate close, I thought that it might be my stepfather dropping off some treats for the kids so imagine my surprise when I walked out the front door and saw a child instead. D is very good with fiddly things like the clasp on the gate, but she can't open it, so I assume that Tem opened it, let SK in, then closed it again. Me, oh, hi there. What are you doing here? SK, hi, my mam said that I could come into play. Can I? Me, surprised and confused to say the least, um, where is your mam now? I'm sorry honey, but I don't think I know you, what's your name? SK, my name is SK, my mam said she'd be back soon. Me, she left you here? SK, yeah, can I go and play now? Me, feeling bad for the kid, okay, but I'll have to ask you to clean your hands first. Do you know about the nasty germs? She nods, okay good, I'll go and get some things, and then we'll sort you out. I go inside to get my hand gel, help SK clean her hands, and then walk with her to the back of the garden. Me, D, S1 this is SK. She's going to be here for a little bit. How about we do some drawings with chalk? The kids all say yes, so I draw some lines between them all and tell them that it's their drawing space to give them some room to socially distance. I keep an eye on them, but also turn to check the street every so often. I was busy helping S1 get a stone out of his sandal when I heard the gate close again. M. S. K. Time to go. Me. Oh hi, you must be SK's ma'am. Can I have a word, please? I gesture a little way away from the kids. M, no, we have to go now. I have to get back home to let my dog out. Me, well, I'd like an explanation before you leave. Why did you just leave SK in my garden? Why didn't you at least knock on the door and ask? M, I needed to go to the shop and didn't want to take her with me. Normally I'd let her play in the park but it's closed, so when I saw your garden I thought it was a great idea. 
I'm sure you understand how stressful it is to be a mom during this time. Me, I do, but I also understand how irresponsible it is to leave your child with a stranger while you go elsewhere. The things in this garden belong to me and my kids, not to anyone who happens to be walking past. M, you're not a stranger, I've seen you on the school run and knew you lived here. Me, I didn't recognize SK, and I didn't recognize you either. Knowing someone from the school doesn't instantly mean you can just leave them with that person. M, why are you making such a stink about this? It's done now anyway. Me, I'm making a stink about this because you left your child here with a stranger that you didn't know. If she'd have been here any longer I'd have rang the police. M, why would you have gone that far over this? You're a fucking selfish bitch, keeping the gate locked when other kids could be making use of the stuff here. Me, are you seriously that fucking stupid? You left your child here. If my youngest wasn't napping, I'd have asked SK where she lived and taken her back to your house. I'd have quite happily waited outside to give you a barlicking then too. What kind of parent leaves their child with a stranger while they pop to the shop? Next time don't leave your child in a stranger's garden and you won't have any problems. If you drop SK here again, I will ring the police. What if I didn't actually live here? What if something happened to her? M, come on SK, we are leaving. I'm not going to stand here and listen to a child tell me how to parent. I'm 23, so yes, a young parent. Me, well clearly this child can parent better than you can. Get the fuck out of my garden. Now. M glares at me, grabs SK by the arm and starts storming off. SK looks sad and waves at me. I wave back with an apologetic look on my face. I feel so sorry for her. After she left, Deest rides up to me with her arms folded over her chest. She's smiling, so I know it isn't something serious. Me, what's wrong D? D, you said naughty words. Me, chuckling, sorry baby. Mamiel put some money in the naughty word pot. The naughty word pot money goes towards sweets for them, if we go to the shop, yes, altogether. No child endangerment here. And that's it. I'm hoping I don't see much of them when school eventually starts back up, but I'd be happy to see SK again. She and Dee played very nicely together, and I could see the potential for friendship there reddit I've had a few comments about one thing or another, so I'll just answer here. The park. When she said that she would leave SK in the park to go to the shop, I assume she means the local tiny shop directly opposite the park. It has huge glass windows and a crystal clear view of the park, which is quite small too. I'm not justifying her action of leaving SK there at all, but it might explain why she thought it was okay. Reporting M to some kind of children's services or the police. I mentioned in a comment that at first I thought that SK might have been lying about her mother leaving her there, so I decided to wait it out, so I didn't want to report her straight away. I thought that perhaps it was just a case of a child who wanted to play in a garden that was basically a park. If a child goes missing in this area, you know about it pretty quickly as parents, family members and neighbors will knock on doors asking if anyone has seen the missing child. After thinking on it, I called the non-emergency number for the police and reported what happened. 
They took SK's name and descriptions of both of them as well as my postcode ETC for an area reference, but other than that they said that not much could be done because of the lack of information that was available, no surnames, no first name for M, no known address. I would have called children's services, but their offices are closed for the weekend and only an emergency number is available. I didn't want to take up time on that line that another child could use, so I called the police instead. I hope that makes sense and doesn't come across as I'm not worried about SK. I am. If I knew anyone who knew her I'd be asking all sorts of questions to get more information to make a better report. Also, thank you to the people who have left very kind comments. I always feel like less of a mother because I had my kids so young and I always feel like I have something to prove. Usually I have a very I don't give a fuck what you think attitude but it's different when my kids are concerned. So much judgment goes around about all kinds of parents whether they're young or not. It's so refreshing to see such lovely comments. TLDR, M leaves her child in my garden, my daughter potentially makes a new friend, M comes back and flies off the handle with me when I tell her off. Our next post is by Adrian KJ 2001 I'm not sure if this belongs on this sub, but I'm still really shaken up by it and I need to put this somewhere people will actually read it. My dad has had a few incidents in the past, including yelling at an Amtrak employee and insulting me and my sister, but this was by far his worst one. My dad discovered that the toilet was clogged in the morning. He asked me and my sister who did it, and neither of us did, so we said no. He told us that he knew it was one of us because there's blood in the toilet and no one else here gets periods please note that while I'm a fab neither my sister or I were on our period. He at first just grounded us to our rooms but the more we didn't say anything the angrier and more entitled he got. He proceeded to force us to stand in the hall outside of the restroom until one of us confessed saying that he deserved answers. We were not allowed to leave to use the other bathroom or to get something to eat. We were not allowed to talk or sit down. He periodically went by and interrogated us, stepping into our personal space and trying to intimidate us. This went on for about 1-2 hours, maybe longer. At one point he was interrogating us and I started crying and hyperventilating. He scoffed and said, you wouldn't be crying if you were innocent. He then got up in my face and stared me down. I closed my eyes, he was so close I could feel his breath on my face. Eventually, he scoffed again and went away. My sister and I whispered to each other, telling each other that we didn't do it. We debated just having one of us confess anyway, but decided that we would face him together, truthfully. Another 15 minutes goes by, and my dad comes back. He tells us that, since neither of us would tell him who did it, we would have to change out of our underwear, and he'd inspect it for blood, and whoever was on their period was the one who clogged the toilet. I'm sorry, what? I initially refused, but I was too scared to do anything, except softly say no. He got even more pissed, and said that, if I didn't he'd take it as an admission of guilt. I know you guys are probably expecting me to put up a fight, but at this point I was starving and just wanted it over with so I could go eat, so me and my sister complied. 
I wasn't wearing any underwear, it was a Sunday morning, and I was in my pajamas, so he made me put on a pair of his pants, so he could look at mine. He inspected, and obviously found nothing, because neither of us were on our periods. He then decides that, instead of him god forbid, being wrong about something, we must be using tampons, and that's why there was no blood. I suggested that maybe someone had cut themselves shaving. He glared at me and said, in an incredibly condescending voice, really? That's what you think happened? Eventually my brother came home, and my dad gave up, and let us go, citing some bullshit like you now have permission to go make food. I'm not sure if it was because he came to his senses or because he didn't want to punish us like that in front of other people, but I didn't really care. I was just glad that nothing else happened and I could go hide under my covers in my bedroom and cry. I didn't end up eating breakfast that day and he basically ignored us the rest of the time we were there. TL, doctor, my dad was convinced either me or my sister clogged the toilet because there was blood in it, even though neither of us were on our periods. He punished us and made us take off our underwear so he could inspect it for blood so he could find out who did it. Our next post is by Jamesms. So, I live in Birmingham AL and a few cities over there is a park with a space where you can do parka. I'm having fun with a buddy when M and Ek walk up. Excuse me young man, are you doing Parker? Yes I say, when M suddenly says well we've been walking for a while now, could you move, so we can sit, the space is about one mile into the park. I'll let out a little chuckle. Sorry ma'am, we are using this spot, but there is a bench about, you will move now. Look at my son. He is so tired. The kid is barely phased, and just stands there. Look ma'am, we are using this space, but there is a bench is about half a mile away. She storms off, and I thought it was over. I was so wrong, as about 10 minutes later, she comes up with her kid in tow and a park ranger. This young man refused to move when I told him that my son had a walking problem. She keeps changing the story. Eventually she goes too far and the ranger kicks her out of the park. I watch her leave, and she turns around, and flashes a finger at me. It was a crazy ordeal. Our next post is by Andrew52717. Originally posted in r slash assists, but think it needs to be here as well. I'm posting a lot of these stories today, but they keep flooding my memory. This one occurred around the downswing of my parents' behavior. I would say around the time that hugs and I love you stopped being a thing in our house. I think I was around 7 ish. Who here remembers those foam chairs that would unfold into a bed that you could get for 3 easy payments of $19.95 cool now. I had asked my parents for one 4 years as a kid because it would be cool to be able to camp out in the living room and watch VHS tapes cause I'm that old. Imagine my surprise when my parents got one each for me and my brother. We were so excited. We would use them as often as we could. Sometimes I would sleep on that in my room instead of my bed. So my brother and I did not like cleaning our room as most 7 year olds wouldn't. What kid enjoys cleaning their room? So one day my dad gave us an ultimatum of clean your room or else. He didn't say what he would do. I would try to keep the room clean, but it was a losing battle. 
My brother and I are twins and shared a room and you know the difficulty of keeping a shared room clean. Anyway it wasn't kept to their liking so my dad came in with garbage bags and started bagging out stuff and putting it somewhere where we couldn't find it. He then tells us that as punishment, we lost our room. Our parents put us in the corner of the living room by the broken front door that did not have working locks with our dresser and the two fold-out chairs as beds. This setup was in full view during holidays and family visits. Absolutely embarrassing. They ended up turning our room into an office for my mom's business as she worked out of the house during that time. Now that I look back on the experience, I realize the folding chairs were all part of that grand plan to use our mild disobedience as an excuse to give my mom a home office. Edit. Photo included. We ended up staying in the living room for around what felt like a year, but I'm misremembering as by their account it was only three months. Either way a ridiculous scenario. My fancy pants bed. Our next post is by Stassi underscore B292. Hey guys so been quite a while since I've posted here. I was in luck, no eps in sight for so long, but looks like my luck ran way out yesterday. Here we go, M, entitled Momek, Spawn of Satan DD, Decent Dad AM, Amazing Manager alright let's dive into some context here. So in my city, amid the whole pandemic, patio dining just started opening in restaurants. I've been super careful during this whole thing, social distancing, the whole bit. Yesterday I finally decided I wanted to go eat at a restaurant for the first time since March and this one great restaurant near my house was doing patio dining. I show up and grab a table and place my order. Shortly after my food comes, M and Ek take a seat at the table nearest to me. I really needed to pee and I had a whole bunch of stuff with me, I'd been running some errands, so I turned to M and ask if she would mind watching my stuff from her seat while I went to the bathroom. She was super sweet, oh sure honey go ahead, and then I went on my way. But then oh lord. When I came back I didn't even know WTF I was looking at. There was the spawn of Satan sitting in my seat with his bare hands shoveling my food into his mouth. All of my bags were rummaged through and full of food from his dirty hands and M was just sitting at her table scrolling through her phone. Me, wow what the hell happened here? M, oh, hey sweetie. Looks like he took a real liking to your food. He just couldn't keep his paws off, laughs me, ma'am we're in the middle of a pandemic, and you don't know where I've been, and I don't know where your child's been, yet you thought we could just share food. He's eaten almost all of it. And what about my stuff? M, excuse me you mangy tween, I'm 19 btw, I wasn't gonna say anything but you don't need to be eating all of that food, unless you want to get fatter than you already are. I also don't like you I-M-P-L-Y-I-N-G, that baby has something. As for your stuff, he saw some stupid knickknacks he wanted to play with in there, what did you want me to do about it? Quit whining and eat the rest of your food. Oof. I'm in no way overweight right now. But as someone who's struggled hard with eating disorders in the past, I was seeing red. Oh and those stupid knickknacks she mentioned, 90% of it were birthday presents for my mom whose birthday, in coming up next weekend sigh. Oh and all the while as we're arguing, Ek is still eating. M and I start raising our voices when the AM finally comes out. M, thank god you're here. 
this mangy child is trying to take our food and our stuff right over here. I'd like you to call the police. He looked at M, and then back at me, and then back at M. A.M., ma'am I'm not sure, if you're maybe not in the right mindset, you seem maybe a little unhinged, but I was actually here, when this young lady came in and ordered, I actually brought her food out since we're understaffed. I mean I surely cold mistaken you too if you weren't a hag, but unfortunately for you, shrugs at this point a man arrives, rdd, I don't actually know for sure, but I'm assuming he showed up late to join the M and Ek for lunch after work, because he was on a call still. He noticed the commotion, and with a here we go again look he hung up and came over. I explained the whole situation to him, and the M gave her twisted side of the story and he immediately believed me which makes me think that she's definitely pulled some BS like this before. DD, honey let's just leave please, come on. AM, yeah you guys are definitely leaving, but you still have this young lady's meal to pay for, and whatever reimbursement is needed for these items you ruined, unless you'd like the police to be involved. M, har in your dreams. I'm not giving you or this child a penny. Let's go, grabs the kid and starts leaving, and motions for DD to follow her DD really silently came up to me, and AM and started apologizing profusely and taking out money from his wallet to give to me. DD, here here, please take this. I'm so sorry, genuinely I'm looking into a divorce currently with my lawyer, but she can't know about it just yet. Here, I'm really sorry about your stuff and your food. Please replace everything on me. I'm so 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 sorry. He closed his wallet, and left while still apologizing. I felt so bad for that guy jeez. I hope he gets out of that situation asap. Anyway, I think I find some comfort knowing that Tem has a surprise divorce fastball heading her way. That's gonna be a fun time for DD and pure amusement for little old me. TLDR, M wait for me to go to the bathroom at a restaurant and let Sarek eat all of my food and ruin my stuff. AM threatens with police and DD pays for damages. Our next post is by Ricody Frico. A little bit of context I'm 14 years old, and I have no way of making money other than mowing lawns. My local church's lawn is huge, and they pay my dad around 6, 10k a year to do it, and he pays me $8 an hour and we have to mow the lawn there every week, and it takes us about 2-3 to three hours each time, so we arrive at the church lift up the deck, and release the straps and everything to get the mower off the trailer, and I get to use a zero turn. This time. Fast forward about an hour and a half m walking up, the church is next to a park, umm could you turn down the volume off the mower please? My son doesn't like it, yes, that's right. She asked me to turn down the volume, me, sorry ma'am it doesn't work that way you can't just turn down the volume, because it's not a TV, obviously I knew what she meant, but if I turned it down it'd take ages to do the lawn, m, fine then I'll just tell your father hmm me, go right ahead, he'll tell you the exact same thing, except he'll make it a bigger problem for you m, fine, she didn't go to my father she actually went back to the park, and sat down with a crappy look on her face, fast forward about 10 or so minutes and m was pissed, walking over to me now, I was on the south south field next to my dad's truck, m, talking to my dad, your son is driving like a maniac, no I wasn't, and he refuses to turn down the volume of the mower. 
and my son doesn't like loud noises my dad. Sorry suck it up he can't turn it down. He was using finger quotes, but what he can do is make it go slower which makes it quieter M. Looking for a chance to cut him off and be right, so the little b asterisk tch lied to me. My dad. Well yeah but then it'd take us much longer to do our work my dad then proceeds to grab the edger and walks off to the highway to edge, and I drive off to finish. Mowing M had walked away with a furious look in her eyes, but she couldn't do anything about it. Our next post is by Zucchini My Weenie. Hey guys, long time lurker, first time poster. Just for reference, this just happened yesterday. I was on the bus heading home from the drugstore after re-upping my prescription. A bit of backstory, I'm unfortunate enough to be HIV positive and because of this, I have to take enterotroviral drugs every day otherwise the virus will damage my immune system further. Because of what's been going on recently in this country, I've mainly been working from home. As a result, I have really fallen off when it comes to my appearance. On this particular day, I just had on some really baggy sweet pants and a janky ass hoodie, so I guess I could see how from a certain perspective I could look a little homeless. After a couple minutes on the bus, I noticed this little kid staring at me, and I guess my appearance might have frightened him, but as a person of color, I'm used to getting a couple of odd glances, so I just went back to minding my own business. At this point, I started to take my medication while on the bus, mainly because I didn't want to forget later. While this was happening, I got a sharp reminder that people were watching. Q entitled parent of scared kid screaming at me, how dare you, do you people have no shame? I was shocked that all I could say was what? Entitled parent continues by yelling, what do you mean what, who do you think you are? Stop back quote popping pills in front of my kid, in a public place you filthy junkie. At this point I started getting mad, I held up the bottle and tried to explain that it wasn't what she thought it was, but before I could finish explaining she tries to snatch the bottle while shrieking about how I'm a leech to society and how if I was raised right and had real parents I wouldn't be a back quote disgusting addict. That last one really made me pretty mad because both my parents worked really hard and are both wonderful people, so I kind lost it. What the fuck would you know about parenting? The day your kid moves out will be the happiest day of his life. By now, she'd completely forgotten about the drugs and straight up just launched herself at me on some superman shit and started clawing at my face. So boom, at this point entitled parent, and I had the attention of pretty much the entire bus including the bus driver. Luckily we soon came to a stop and the bus driver helped remove her and her kid from the bus, but not before yelling some questionable stuff on her way out. Our next post is by Password Donkey. This happened around 5 years ago and it still lurks me to this day, so I thought I'd share. When I was pregnant with my first son my family and friends created this cool scheme without my knowledge to get us so many diapers, all different sizes, so we wouldn't have to buy diapers for our son for a long time. Their plot went so well at my baby shower there was three huge stacks of diapers and it took my husband two trips to bring them home. We didn't have to buy diapers for my son till he was two. It was a very sweet, expensive, and thoughtful gift that saved us so much money. 
Now enter the entitled woman I'm calling diaper beggar or DB so as my husband and I are unloading all of our diapers and it's taking forever because it's a lot. I noticed a car that slowed down and heard a window roll down. I look over and see a woman in the driver's seat. DB what are you going to do with all those diapers? Me use them, I gestured to my pregnant belly. DB you're not going to use all of those, let me have some. Me no, and go away. This was a gift from friends and family at my baby shower. If you need diapers go to Walmart or a grocery store, DB so you got them for free, and you won't give me any? What does it matter to you, they were free. At that time my husband came outside to get more boxes of diapers and bring them in the house and he saw the lady stopped and asked me, what's going on? Me this lady is begging us for diapers and I told her to get lost. I guess she was either insulted or felt outnumbered because she drove off. My husband and I had a bit of a laugh about the diaper beggar. To this day it bothers me that there are people out there that find this behavior acceptable. Our next post is by Aquilink97. I wasn't there to witness this story, as I was not born yet, but it's a story about my aunt. So, every year my family does a Christmas gift exchange, where we draw names out of a hat, and get a $20 gift for whoever we selected to open on Christmas Eve. So one year, my uncle, my aunt, and their daughter slash my cousin show up to Christmas Eve. This event is usually the only time most of the family gets to see cousin, so everybody immediately gets excited to see her and start to flood over to greet her. My aunt apparently took offense to this and threw a hissy fit because nobody got this excited when she walked in. She slams the door, storms down the stairs and literally, I kid you not, throws herself on the street and starts kicking and screaming to the point where uncle decides to just leave and drive her home. I've always felt bad for him having to put up with her BS. Our next post is by TB, 72. EM equals entitled mom CD equals chilled dad LB equals little brat, so I live on a river and it's a very popular place during the summer. I have some riverfront property and my house looks onto the river across the street. I have always had problems with people littering and destroying my review front property, so I try to make it look secluded. But this made it worse. Usually I would just have to tell people that they are on private property and point at the several signs and they would leave. But some people are different. Well today we had a different person. At around 12.45 I saw M and pound walls right onto my property past the two no trespassing signs. At first I thought they didn't see the signs and so I went down to tell them how it's private property. TB, 72, hey ma'am, could you please somewhere else to swim? M what? No. We got here first. TB, 72, UHM, that's not my problem. M well then leave us alone. TB, 72, but this is private property M yeah I know points at the sign TB, 72, so, could you leave? Emma, no rolls eyes TB72, but even you said it's private property. At this point I was getting really frustrated because she even admits that it was private property. But what she said next made me pissed. Emma yeah I own this property, can't you see my house? Pointing at my house TB72, lady that's my house now leave before I call the police. I take a step closer hoping she'll back off. 
I couldn't be more wrong. M get away from my son you pedophile I had no words for this and I called the police. The police show up and start talking to us. PO equals police officer PO so what is the problem sir M this man is trespassing and trying to molest my son PO looks at me with that sorry man look and I reciprocate TB 72 look lady I have my keys on me so if you want to try to say that's your house we can test it out now M that's stupid I don't need to prove anything TB 72 well I'll go show the police I live Emmy PO and M with pounds walk up to my house and I open the door with my key and unlock my car in the driveway. M tells the police officer I stole her keys and he tells her to leave. TLDR, M refuses to leave my property and claims it's hers. I get police involved. Edit, I've been getting a lot of questions about chill dad. I forgot to mention his part, but here it is. M called CD trying to get him to confirm to the PO that they lived in my house. He told her to let it go and leave. He then picked them up. PS thank you all for all the upvote said it too, OMG. Thank you so much for the gold, it's my first award ever and I'm really happy about it and LT semicolon 3 point. Our next post is by S. Mish. So this just happened. Sorry for my English and the formatting. Sir I'm on a famous you that sells cupcakes and it's near close time. I'm in the line to buy the stuff and in front of me is a family of black people. M and Ed and right back of me. So the M and Ed start to offend the black family to the point that they leave without buying anything. When it's my time to get my stuff, I go near the register because of covered we were are separated and over here M telling Ep that their kid would like the chocolate cupcakes. Me being a b asterisk 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 that just wanted a mini cupcake because I'm on a diet and to get revenge for the other family that was outside the store. By this time the kids had start crying by all the cupcakes that were available, all the 15 normal size and the 30 mini size, and leave. The best part was the face of dear family when I gave the cupcakes that the kids wanted to them. So right now I have 40 cupcakes. And I'm proud. Sorry I do not have the dialogue between the Epps and the other family, but I was with Ebbards. FYI, I ended up giving the cupcakes to a school near my house. Edit, spelling. Our next post is by deleted. So anyway, before we get into the story, my friend's dad was then divorced, turns out he was a child predator with loads of CP on his laptop, and is in jail and had about 5 restraining orders after the friends and the friends parents he stole bras and panties from. Okay how I found this out was at my friend's birthday sleepover. We were swimming in her pool and we drank some wine coolers with her mom's supervision. Still illegal, but we didn't get drunk. Just slightly tipsy. So anyway friend's dad had a strict no lock doors policy. Anyway I decided to take a shower, so I of course locked the door. I was bathing in my friend's bathroom, so I heard her bedroom door shut and the bathroom door locked, if that makes sense, so I heard my friend's bedroom door open as I shouted occupied out of the shower, I got no response, except the door shutting quickly which I thought was just one of the other girls walking in and seeing that I was in there. 
Anyway I stepped out of the shower and I stayed in the bathroom while I changed and dried off. All of a sudden the bedroom door opens again and when I said occupied the person didn't stop and went straight for the bathroom door as they jiggled the handle extremely violently and pounded on the door once. I stayed silent as I thought there was someone in the house trying to get to me 10 seconds later I hear her dad's voice yell open this damn door right fucking now I'm already changed into clean clothes as I stayed silent and slowly opened the door. Why the hell is the door locked he shouted as I apologized and explained I was showering and I wanted privacy as he said that no excuse. I pushed that aside as I thought he was in a bad mood or something happened and he couldn't do anything cause the door was locked. I stuffed my dirty clothes into me bag as I went back to the party, which we were all settling down with sleeping bags, since the living room was big enough for us. I set my bag right next to me as I have some valuable stuff in the bag, phone, charger, money, etc. We watched movies up until 4 in the morning, which is when we started to go to sleep, I got a strange feeling about being watched. So I stayed up for another hour on my phone. I fell asleep as about an hour later I hear rustling next to my head I open my eyes to see the friend's dad squatting next to me rumbling through my bag as he pulled out my dirty bra and underwear as he stood up. I screamed at the top of my lungs as everyone woke up. My stuff was everywhere as the friend's dad quickly dropped my stuff I screamed what the fuck are you doing at him as everyone saw what he did and saw him drop my stuff he tried to defend himself as his wife came rushing in I was making sure you didn't have any drugs was the excuse he went with. I ran over to the wife and explained what happened as the dad was saying that I'm a lying skank and that I forced him to hold my stuff. He was high, or on crack one or the other, as the husband was moved to a different room and I explained to the friend what her dad did, and she told someone else, and I guess it spread around everyone was panicking as they were all making sure the man didn't take their panties and bras. Then I hear the husband scream she stole your underwear, and so I called the police, then 10 seconds later I hear the wife scream as it was just a shit show. We all ran over to her to make sure she was alright as everything started to go to chaos. Girls were crying and panicking because he had a area which his wife didn't know about and there was name tags for each underwear pile like, signed his underwear fake name, and there was cum stains on some of them. The police arrived and we explained to them what happened as he was taken away. About a few months later I went to court as my parents were pressing charges, I explained what happened, and we won the case, then about another few months go by, and I was talking to my same friend, and she said her parents got a divorce, and that her dad was in jail for CP and harassment I have terrible spelling, and grammar issues as I'm not good, and typing in English especially with longer stories like this, I type and speak French. Edit, I talked to the friend, and it turns out that her dad brought the wine coolers trying to get us drunk, and her mother saved us from who knows what, because she cut us off of the wine coolers, after like two drink, who knows what would have happened, if we were all passed out drunk. Another edit, so I was again talking to the friend and this is basically what happened after the court, and was sent to jail he still is in jail, and he was put into protective custody in the prison at the beginning because, and I quote, he fucked with little kids, so the prisoners are gonna fuck him even harder, but later was removed for trying to smuggle contraband the other part is that his daughter, 16 now. 
went to visit him with her mother, just to disown him as her father, and when he arrived at the little phone booth thing she said that half his hair was pulled out, he was bruised, his uniform was dirty, with who knows what, and he could barely walk, it was the beatings he got, or the stuck up the bum, the rest of the girls there I don't really know, but I talked to a few of them about a month ago and... 12 over 13 is doing fine, the 13th one isn't bad but isn't good, she has night terrors from it, and has a service dog to help. Our next post is by Fredzard. I've posted a few stories about things my entitled mother has done, and why I no longer speak to her, and I've had some people say I should give her a second chance. Here's a list of the reasons why that will never happen, it's in sections, so it's easier for you to read. My sister will be referred to as C's. Played favorites and destroying my belongings at age 6. I first noticed my mother playing favorites, my younger sister who's 3 years younger than me, when I was 6 years old, Christmas 1996. My sister got all the big presents, and I got a few cheap bracelets and an ornament. My dad bought us rollerblades for Christmas, that year and the next day we were outside trying them out. My sister three at the time, fell over and hit her head and began crying. My mother came out of the house and began screaming at me, assuming I pushed her which I didn't. She wasn't hearing it though and sent me to my room. A few minutes later she came into my room and her agent smashed all of my belongings, including my Christmas presents. Half an hour later she came in and said, her words exactly, your room's a ref asterisk 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 ing pigsty. Clean it up now. When I asked her about it the next day, she claimed to not know what I was talking about. Freaked out when I got my period for the first time. If you've seen the movie Carrie, you will understand what happened. My mother isn't as psychotic as Carrie's mum, and she's not religious, but she went really weird. She started asking if I'd had sex, how heavy it was, if I knew what it meant, but she wouldn't tell me if I was ashamed of myself and a lot of other weird questions. And every time I'd ask her to buy me pads, she never would. She'd just throw money at me and say she didn't want to know. And there were occasions when I had to ask my friend's mums for pads because my mum had no money or wouldn't spend her child support money on me because I'm not worth it. But if my sister wanted anything, she'd get it for her immediately. Wouldn't call an ambulance when I fell off a horse, but called one when the same thing happened to my sister. I was about 13 when this happened. My mum and my sister were really into riding horses, but I never was, but I was so desperate for my mum's approval that I started going to pony club with them. One day my horse got spooked by something and bucked me off, he was a really big horse. I almost landed on top of a barbed wire fence and was knocked out for a few minutes. I woke to my mother screaming at me, saying what the bloody f asterisk asterisk kingh asterisk ll do you think you're doing to stupid asterisk ash asterisk percent asterisk asterisk ash at percent? She didn't even help me up. A few months later the same thing happened to my sister, but this time my mother freaked out and came into the house screaming at me to get off my useless lazy ass and help my sister while mum called an ambulance. My sister wasn't hurt, she'd fallen off a small horse onto a pile of dirt, but she was milking the attention for everything it was worth. She was taken to the hospital and didn't go to school for the rest of the week. 
takes down my door because it made a noise when I closed it. When I was 12 I lost the privilege of having a bedroom door. The latch wouldn't click shut unless you gave it a harder push and would it swing open if it wasn't clicked shut. My mum refused to fix it. One day when I was closing the door so I could change clothes, it made a little too much noise for my mother's liking. She burst into my door screaming at me to shut the door up. Then she took out the hinges and took it away. From 12 until 14 I had no bedroom door and no privacy to change my clothes or sleep with the door closed. My sister and her friend broke into the school, but it was somehow my fault. This happened when I was 13. It was during school holidays and my sister and her BFF broke into the school and wrote out merit awards to each other, which was obviously a stupid idea and is how they were ought. After this happened I got the feeling that my mum was angry at me for what they'd done. This was confirmed many years later. The next story is a continuation to this. Admitted to my friend's mum how much she hated me. I always knew that my mum didn't like me, but the most I was ever told was that I was an accident and that she regretted having me, but I heard from my best friend's mum a few years ago exactly what my mum thought of me. My friend was over for a sleepover one weekend and my mum was talking to my friend's mum. These are some of the things my mum said, I just can't believe that C's would do something like that. It's more of what up would do I'd never done anything that would give her that idea, I don't know why anyone would be friends with Opus. If I were in school I wouldn't be friends with her. Destroyed my belongings because she couldn't find the broom. This happened one summer weekend day when I was 13. My mum burst into my room and demanded to know where the broom was. I said I didn't know and I hadn't been outside all day. She accused me of hiding the broom and began throwing my belongings at me. In fear of my life, I ran out of the house and ran to the police station at the other end of town. This was in 2003 and I didn't own a mobile phone. When we got back to the house and the police asked her what happened, she put on her sweet and innocent face and said I don't know what she's talking about. She must be on her period or something. The policeman believed her and wouldn't hear my side of the story and he left. Her verbal abuse turned physical. Her abuse was mostly verbal and throwing things at me until I was 14. She started getting into these fits of rage over nothing. Couldn't find the remote equals a slap in the face. Got angry over nothing equals pushing me into a wall and throwing me and my sister out of the house. Couldn't find something to watch on TV equals punch me in the face, push me on the ground and kick me in the back. Her horse didn't win at the show equals my fault. Her car won't start equals my fault. Run out of M-O-N-E-Y equals my fault. And the list goes on. She did this until I was 15 when I had enough. I warned her take one step further and you'll regret it. Needless to say, she regretted it. The glass jar smashed to the side of her face gave her the message. She never touched me again after that and I moved in with my dad. Physically abused my autistic brother. I won't get into too much detail with this one, but I found out a few years ago that my mother used to rip chunks of hair out of his head and many other atrocious things. Wanted to turn off the life support when I was in a coma. 
when I was 17. New Year's Eve in 2007, I suffered a spinal cord injury and brain injury after falling off a roof. I was placed under an induced coma. My dad was with me the whole time, but it took my mum three weeks to come, even though her partner at the time could have paid to get her there sooner. All she knew was that I'd had an accident and was in a coma. She came with things to bury me with. My parents were given the option to turn the life support off. My dad said no, having faith that I'd pull through, but my mum said yes and threw a tantrum when she didn't get her wish. So instead of burying me with what she brought, they were placed on my bed while I was in a coma point rehabilitation was hard and traumatic, so I don't like talking about it, so I'll skip ahead to the next thing. Threw a tantrum after my dad told me. While I was in rehab after my injury, my dad let it slip that my mum wanted to turn the life support off on me. Up until this point, I didn't know this. I called my mum and told her I never want to see her again and that, if I'm dead to her, then she's dead to me. Tried to steal money from her kids after our dad dies. In 2009 my dad and my uncle, his brother, died in a plane crash. I was 19, my sister 16 and my brother 22. My mother was there the next day to offer her support but nobody wanted them there. My entire family despises her she started asking questions about the will and his assets. Information we didn't give her. We didn't know the cause of death for 3 weeks after his death and lo and behold, she got nothing. The will was written before my parents had even met. The will gave everything to my dad's siblings and they gave it all to me and my siblings, so long as we promised that our mother got nothing. She's tried a few times in the past few years to get money from us, but we won't talk to her. I haven't spoken to my mother in about 7 years and I don't ever plan on seeing her again. She's a toxic person and life is better without her. My brother still talks to her from time to time but me, my sister and the rest of the family want nothing to do with her. And me and my sister are really close. She's not entitled and I hold no resentment towards her. I love her to bits. Thanks for reading. Edit, thank you all for your supportive comments. I'm in a much better place in life now and have thrown away the resentment towards her. That's not to say I have forgiven her, as I never will, but I know that holding on to anger and hatred will only make me miserable. Through the trauma I found strength, and although this isn't something I would wish on anyone, I'm more resilient because of it. I will not let her break me. Our next post is by Swan Medic. A few years ago, I worked at a store that dealt in used electronics. It was mostly movies, games, and pop culture merch, but we also sold a wide variety of items like cameras and headphones. It was a very popular store due partly to the low prices and the fact that we generally paid more than our competitors for used goods, but customers also liked the atmosphere. The staff was very close-knit and management encouraged a casual approach to customer service, so not only was it a cool place to shop, it seemed like a cool place to work, which it was. This meant that during all times of the year, we were flooded with applications. We actually had a new apps box behind the counter that had to be emptied for filing once a week, because it would fill up. As a retail establishment, we did have a moderate turnover, but the store was small and only had 11 to 15 people employed there at any given time, so we only occasionally picked up new hires. 
This didn't stop people applying, especially recent graduates who were hoping that the cool video game store could be their first job. I was working the front counter at the time, entitled mom walked in the door, this happened a while ago, so this conversation is of course paraphrased. She approached me, and I smiled and greeted her. Me, hi, how can I help you? M, hi, can I speak to the manager? Me, oh, of course, but he's currently in the office on a call, he was, is there something I can help you with before he's available? M, my son turned in an application a month ago, and he hasn't heard anything back. Me, apologetic, oh, I'm sorry ma'am. We get a lot of applications, to the point where our employment manager can't call people back if they aren't accepted for an interview. This should be mentioned on the application, but I'm sorry if your son wasn't told that. However, we keep applications on file for 6 months, so if a position opens up, we could still possibly consider him for employment. She huffed and rolled her eyes, giving me a sarcastic laugh. M, that's ridiculous. Are you guys prejudiced against hiring boys or something? I blinked at her. I was one of two girls employed at this location, compared to 11 guys. Of the four people visible behind the counter, I was the only girl. Me, ma'am, I'm one of the only girls that works here. M seemed to notice this and began to splutter a little because she was getting flustered. She continued laughing sarcastically through her sentences. M, so what, are you prejudiced against hiring hard workers? I honestly didn't know what to say. I was trying not to laugh because it was such a weird response. Me, no, we just have a lot of applicants and the chances of getting picked are low, it's not personal. Uh, but if you'd still like to ask the manager about it, I can go see if he's finished on the phone. M, huffing, still laughing, no, never mind, this is just ridiculous. I'm taking my business to competitor. She stomped away. After she left, my coworkers and I just looked at each other and started laughing. We chatted about it for a little while, and when the manager came back from the office we told him about the encounter. He basically said what I said, that it was one application in a sea of many, and it wasn't personal. Honestly, if you come into a store and demand the manager to hire your kid, it's probably only going to hurt their chances. Nobody wants to deal with someone's crazy parent hovering around the business all the time. Our next post is by now 22 I got custody of my niece, 6, and my nephew, 7, a few months ago before quarantine happened from the death of their parents, before you start asking. And my family has mixed feelings on this, so I'm getting your opinions, but I'm sure I made up my mind. My cousin was diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder, what people call psychopathy or sociopathy, when he was in prison for assault with a deadly weapon five years ago and had to pay a fine. His ASPD diagnosis makes a lot of sense to me, because when he was younger her enjoyed torturing animals and was a basically the textbook serial killer in the making. When we were younger, he put a camera in my bathroom that my twin brother found before I went in there. He tried to smother me, his little sister, and attempted to kill our family dog. My cousin's sister, we'll call her Julia's, mother refused to take the fact that he attempted to kill us seriously, and I was too scared to file a police report after all this.
I was relieved when I found out that he was sent to prison and sad, unlike his mum, who was apparently sobbing at the court hearing. My cousin's set to be released in August of this year. His mother, Julia, and several other family members have been refusing to let him into their homes because of his track history. His mother has been begging my twin brother and me to reconsider our stance. She apparently found me on social media after I cut her out of my life for different reasons not pertaining to my cousin. When making our decision, my twin brother and I took into account the fact he slipped a camera into my bathroom, the fact that he tried to kill me when we were children, the fact that my twin and I are now sharing a room and my niece and nephew in the other. I'm sure that this man will become a serial killer later in life because of the path he's taking. My mum, surviving brothers, Julia, and several other family members are on my twin and I's side. However, severe other family members are calling us cruel and to just let him stay on the couch until he can get his footing. However, for the safety of myself, my niece and nephew, and my twin brother, we are a firm no. Edit, RIP my inbox. Thank you for everything, I needed to vent. My brother and I have been looking through the comments. He's contacted the parole board to make sure that he isn't welcome anywhere near us. EA isn't aware of where we live and the building we live in is safe because they've invested in a security guard and cameras all around. I'm planning on giving them a photo of him and saying this man is not allowed to come in here. He is dangerous. Thank you for everything. This assault was his first offense, which is why he got such a light sentence. He had no criminal record before this incident. As the legal guardian of two beautiful children, I cannot in good conscience let the bastard into the flat. Personality disorders run on that side of the family, though, but nothing as severe as ASPD. Our next post is by Latina Cinderella. This one happened last year, but every time I remember I can't stop laughing. It was June, Aka Pride Month, and I was in one of this independent bookstore slash music store looking through the book novelties, when I heard shouting coming from the music section. My inner gossiper took over me, and I decided to see what was going on. Picture this, a mid-aged man using sunglasses and a black leather jacket shouting to a poor store employee, at his side a teenager that looked like she wanted the earth to swallow her whole and a very distracted child looking some colorful album covers. He was saying something like this, Ep, why is this here? Stop trying to make everything F asterisk UCKING gay. What is with this stupid FAG asterisk asterisk TS invasion? Stop ruining SH asterisk T. What was the problem? The store had a special pride vinyl display, with its center being four queen albums, which our Ep was furiously pointing at. Cue to the next conversation, I don't remember all of it. So I'm just writing the main points, store employee, S.E., Sir, Freddie Mercury is one of the most influential gay artists on history ep, stop lying, do you know who is Mary Austin? The freaking love of his life. The current owner of his mansion? She who owns half of Queen Royalties. Mercury was no F.A.G. asterisk asterisk T.U. Dumbus. Daughter, D, that, he was. He lived with a man his whole life. Can we just go? Ep, that is a stupid history some greedy FAG asterisk asterisk he made because he wanted money and fame and all the other dump queers followed. 
you need to take this down right now. S.E. Sir, I can't do that, and if you continue acting this way I will call security. Ep. I won't leave this store until you stop disrespecting rock music. The guy was red, and you could see his forehead veins. D. Okay, I'm leaving and calling mom. You can embarrass yourself alone. Bro, come. The girl took the little kid and basically run out of there. I'm sure the father wanted to continue fighting, but when he saw the daughter going away, he went right behind her. The poor store employee looked so defeated, and I could see how he asked for a break to his manager. I was there for about 15 minutes, and then left with some books. Not the dad nor the daughter came back in that time, so I don't know what happened to them, I'm just hoping he didn't took his shouting to another store. Thanks for reading guys. Our next post is by DoodlebugQT. Didn't happen to me, but a coworker of mine. I work at a bakery in a grocery store not far from where I live. A few weeks ago, about the beginning of June it was extremely crazy due to an onslaught of cake orders made for graduations and birthdays. Thankfully I didn't have to work that day, but the coworker who this story is about told me of this woman who came in wanting a mermaid cake for her daughter. First thing I should mention, when we get a cake order we always write down what time we can expect to see the customer, that way we can sort the cakes, based on how early they need to be prepared. Turns out this woman, comes in an hour before the decorators had her order is finished, and rather than just do other shopping and come back, she stands right outside the bakery and impatiently waits for a cake and cupcakes, interrupting every now and then to ask how much longer it's going to be. So, the decorators are just scrambling to finish both orders for her. Once they're finally ready, the woman takes it and decides to balance the large box on the seat for small children at the front of her cart, rather than making room for it in the basket. My coworker warns her about the potential accident this is likely to end in, but the woman shrugs the warning off and basically ignores her. Well she decides to go through self-checkout, and guess what happens? That's right, the cupcakes fall. She marches back over to the bakery fuming, like they had anything to do with the mess all the way from the other side of the store, and demands that they prepare more cupcakes for her. Grudgingly they fix what cupcakes they can, and remake the ones that were beyond saving, all while she's bickering about there not being any help in the self-checkout area. Lady, it's self-freaking checkout. You help yourself. They were eventually able to get rid of her, but it backed them up on the rest of the orders they had to get done. Thankfully that was the only memorable entitled parent they had to deal with that day, or at least that's what my coworker told me. Our next post is by PenguinGuy1029. Okay, to start off, my parents are scummy. Entitled, narcissistic, the whole nine yards. I'm constantly being guilt-tripped and gaslighted whenever I have any form of contact with them. On top of that, they see my older sister as the golden child because in their words, she did the same things as you, but she's a girl. If anything it should be the other way around because she's a whole two years older than me. Anyways, onto the cast, me, insert half-assed word combination that abbreviates into the word meed, entitled dad m, enabler mom fs. Fair sister, not entitled, she admits that she feels it's unfair that I'm treated so much worse than her. Before I start the story, obligatory I'm on mobile, 
so if I make any grandma mistakes I'll just blame it on my phone, even if it's my fault. Alright, on to the story. Disclaimer, this story happened before quarantine started. Please stay home, so that we can help flatten the curve. It was a dreary winter day, like any other day in the boring suburbs of my city, and I was preparing to go to school. However, there was one thing that made this day different from all the others, final exams. Me and my sister had been studying non-stop for the past two weeks for our calculus ab finals, and here was a chance to show that it wasn't all in vain. The morning started off like any other, my sister got her pancakes cooked for her, I got told to make my own food, and we split them both on the bus to school. We were both optimistic about the exam, and exchanged light banter the whole way there. Once we got to school, we went our separate ways, me to my freshman level classes, and her to her junior level classes, only to be reunited in the fourth and last class of the day, calculus. Everything went to plan, we both aced the exam, or at least that's what we thought. When we arrived back home, my sister went to her room to start working on her homework, I started working on my homework at the kitchen table because I wasn't allowed to take anything other than my clothes upstairs into my room and my parents blasted the TV on 70% volume in the next room over. I didn't bother to tell them to turn it down. I already knew how that would end. Fast forward a couple of weeks and the results are out, we didn't ace the exams. That being said, we had decent scores, a 49 over 50 for me, and a 46 over 50 for her. My parents had the expected reaction, I was largely ignored, while they made my sister uncomfortable with the amount of gushing they did over her grade. We all went out, to celebrate FS's success their words not mine, with a dinner at Chisa Cake Factory. Once we got home, I was still waiting on a good job, I guess from my parents. Ah, how naive I was. That never happened, and I sat up well into the night thinking about if I would ever feel validated by my parents. The next day, we were riding the bus to school, and I received a notification on my phone in the giant freshman group chat. Almost at the same time, my sister receives one in the giant junior group chat. Coincidence? I think not. We check our phones and our hearts drop. Every single kid who took the final has had their grades leaked to the public. It didn't affect us, because we got good grades, but it affected many others. Here's the kicker, the final was one of the hardest in years, by the teacher's own admission, and a score of 49 over 50 was tied for the top score in the class. Fast forward to a couple hours later, I'm back home. The school has sent out an email to all the parents regarding the leak. Now my parents know about it. Great. They? Go. Appishit. My sister was ranked 9th in the class, which is pretty impressive, but not impressive enough for a nation parent. They see who's at the top of the list and just look at me. I prepare myself for the storm coming. They tell me to switch my rank with FS's, because she needs it more, she's a girl. Obviously I say no, and I haven't been spoken to for a while now. At least my sister isn't a bitch as well edit, wow. This blew up. Thanks for all the kind comments, I've been trying to read through all of them. Also sorry to make an edit speech, but whoever gave me the award, thanks, you're the best. Our next post is by Piragan Trigger. 
I work in a busy American restaurant, and during the Christmas period we get very busy. Last year, I was given the duty of organizing the whole of the Christmas period with my line manager, and so we were in charge of taking all of the bookings. QM, M, hi, I'd like to book a party for 20 people in 2 days time at 5.30pm. Me, hi, we are very busy on this date, and so I can fit you in, but you will have to be on split tables as we have parties in all evening. M, that's no good. Can you not just move them, so we can sit? Me, no, we can't. The other bookings booked in advance, and so we have to prioritize them. Cue 10 minutes of this woman trying to convince me to move them. Finally she realizes I'm not budging and calms down. M, fine, it will have to do for my angel's birthday. Will anyone else be celebrating their birthdays at the same time? Me, probably we are very popular for birthdays, because of the singing and cake we provide. M, HMM. Can you make sure noon else gets the song, until our daughter gets hers? Me, shocked, no, we won't not celebrate other people's birthdays, because your daughter wants one. We can get her celebrated at the beginning of your meal, but I can't confirm anything. M, that won't do. I need it to be a massive secret for my princess. Me, well, we won't facilitate that. I have you booked in, but we won't be able to complete that request. M, you should be ashamed of yourself hangs up. Our last post is by Radican16. So I've always had a thing for not being touched by anybody. I never felt comfortable with my body, and my complexes about weight were at their peak whenever someone would grab any of my body parts. Now, while my parents understand it, and for the most part, other people, my grandma never gave in to that request. She is extremely touchy. Really touchy. As in I never thought groping any bodies, but was considered sexual assault touchy. It wasn't as bad when I was more pudgy, at least I don't remember being touched as much during my childhood, but the moment I dropped a lot of weight she exploded with itching and grabbing and the such. I had to remind her every time she was near me that I don't want to be touched. Although I understand that she might have a hearing problem, that doesn't explain completely ignoring my take on the matter. You got so skinny, she said as she pinched my sides. Look at that ass. So shapely. Giving me a great slap. My screams were never heard by her. Even parents started to get pussy at her due to her no fucks given nature. It didn't help that I share house with her due to me still studying and having not enough money to move out yet. It reached its peak yesterday when she decided to introduce me to my old buddy. We lost contact, and while I don't remember much from my childhood at all, it was nice seeing a kind face. That's when she decided to lift my shirt up. Just because. So she could brag next to my buddy how skinny I was. I decided I wanted none of that, and just blocked her arm reaching me. She didn't seem phased by that, pal ignored that completely, and she went on her merry way leaving us to our business. She went nuclear the morning after he left. How could you treat me like a bandit? I'm your grandma for fuck's sake. She screamed. No explaining God through her thick head. She got mad at me for behaving that way next to somebody. She called me a no funny guy and blamed me for having no friends. 
Because you are such a closed book. No wonder no one likes you. I felt sad simply because even my body can't be my own. It had to be on display for her, because she demanded it. My parents aren't back from work, yet so they haven't given me their mind on this business. I just needed somebody to vent to I have mixed feelings. That's it for Edit Reddit. I hope you enjoyed. Please leave a good rating, as that really helps me out.